Strange Story Podcast Shorties. When I was about 11 or 12, I lived in the middle of Oklahoma. There was nothing around the house. Because there were coyotes and other animals, I would always have to take a weapon with me when I went outside. So I was taking the trash out one night. The trash can was about 50 feet away from the house. The cans were up against some shrubs and some bushes. I went to the trash can. I put the trash away. And as I walked away, I felt that my ankle was snagged by a branch. I looked down and I tried to pull my ankle free from the branch and then realized that there was an inhumane hand with long fingers wrapped around my ankle. I took out a knife and slashed its arm. There was a blood-curdling scream and I ran back into the house. There was a side panel around the house that had a hole in it. As I waited inside, I heard the creature went underneath the house. It sounded like there was a large dog crawling around under us. I never saw what it was. Okay, so this happened a week ago today. I was laying in bed next to my boyfriend. He didn't see this happen, but he believes me. I had to tuck my knees up slightly, but there was enough room to get the blanket that was covering my legs to droop between my knees. Anyway, I was just sitting there watching the Cleveland show when I felt hand-like thing grab at the end of the bed and start to pull. Honestly, I thought I was crazy, so I just stayed completely still and watched it happen. And as I was watching, it stopped. I had been still long enough to watch the blanket between my knees pull back towards the end of the bed. It was unmistakable. After stopping for a second, it started pulling again. And that's when I lost my shit. It took no time for me to alert my boyfriend, who had lain next to me on his phone. Honestly, don't, don't have a clue what happened. I checked the end of the bed to see if something maybe fell to make my sheets go with it, but nothing was at the end of my bed, and nothing had fallen. I'm still shaken up and have been feeling something paranormal in my house for about two weeks now. How do I bless my house? I was driving home with my husband from a friend's house. We took the back roads, and suddenly a creature ran out in front of us. We slammed on our brakes to avoid hitting it. We got a good look at it as it ran into the woods across the street. It looked like a human running on all fours with a boar's head and tusks. Last night, I was sitting on my bed on my left side, facing the middle of my room, and I was eating peanut butter crackers and watching YouTube. All of a sudden, I see the outline made out of gas, or something like that, of a small human. Maybe a child? The child thing started in the middle of my room, right next to where I was watching, and walked to the left. It looked like it was just normally walking, like nothing was out of the ordinary. It proceeded to walk a few steps, and then disintegrated next to my dresser. This happened multiple times, almost every day. Mostly, activity occurs in my dark as fuck bathroom but they look a lot bigger like six feet tall 
but they don't do much. Does this happen to anyone else? Does anyone know what this is? This story is about my son. It's whenever we lived in New Mexico. He was 17 years old and he was with two friends driving in a truck. It was night and they were on their way back from the friend's house to our house. It was in the country, there was nothing around. It was isolated, basically surrounded by desert. Suddenly, they saw a man standing in the middle of the road. They slowed down, expecting him to move. He didn't. The man just stood there, and he was just outside the beams of the headlights. He had on jeans and a long sleeve shirt. He just didn't move. Suddenly, he dropped to all fours and started to charge the truck. They put the truck in reverse while being chased, and he kept up with them. Eventually, there was enough space in between them, and they were able to turn the truck around and floor it back to the house. They came running in, they locked the door, they ran up to the boys' room, and I went up there to see what was going on. This all happened on a Friday night. The kids didn't leave the home the rest of the weekend. They left on Monday just because they had to go to school. It took a month for the boys to go out again. So I finally decided to share my stories here because it's been over a decade since I told anyone, and yet nobody seems to believe my stories. In all those years, I haven't managed to come up with any explanation for what happened to me when I was younger. So the first story took place when I was around the age of six, maybe seven. I vividly remember me and my twin brother were just playing around in our backyard, like little kids do. I remember we were sitting on the ground and playing around uh, one of those heavy parasol stands, which had no parasol in it. Eventually, me and my brother both sat around the parasol stand, just playing with some little toy cars or something. This is the moment me and my brother both saw a pale hand coming out of the hole on the top. Me being the curious kid I was, touched the hand, and I remember it felt very cold. Eventually, the hand just slided back into the parasol stand, and we weren't really freaked out for some reason. We calmly explained to our mom what had happened, and obviously she just played it off like it was just our imagination. Till this day, around 15 years later, me and my brother both swear to God we both truly saw that hand. The second story is about me, having really weird night terrors when I was younger. So I'd say I was around the age of five when this story took place, and I remember what happened almost every other night. So I'd be laying in bed or sleeping, when all of a sudden, I would just randomly, randomly wake up in the middle of the night. I'm guessing this would have been around 2 to 3 a.m. As my eyes got adjusted to the dark, I would start to look around my room, wondering what woke me up. Eventually, once my eyes had fully adjusted to the dark, I would see this pale hand coming out of my wall, which would be coming towards me, trying to touch me. This would happen so frequently that I just got used to it and would just leave my room for about half an hour and then I would come back in and go to sleep. The strange thing is, the wall the hand was coming from was on the outer walls of our house, on the second floor. So nobody should have been able to get to me even if there was a hole in the wall, which wasn't the case, obviously. Also, the fact that I always woke up before this happened makes, me, makes it impossible to write it off as a bad dream. It also wasn't sleep paralysis, because I was able to look around, move my arms and legs, and could also get up. 
So fast forward to a few years later, and we found out our house was built almost on top of a historical burial site where a famous murderer from the 1700s was presumably buried. I did some research on this criminal. He did not have a happy ending. According to a diary from someone who witnessed his execution back in 1775, he was strapped down in a chair for 114 consecutive days before he was brutally executed. Was it just my childhood imagination? Or was it the criminal trying to make one more victim from beyond his grave? We lived in a house in rural Pennsylvania. The nearest neighbor was about half a mile away, and the house was just surrounded by open land. My sister and my mom were at the house helping set up the nursery, while me and my wife were at the hospital. As my mother and sister were setting up uh, the house, they started to get ready to leave. As they were locking the door, they thought that they heard something. My sister called out, Hello? There was a long pause, and then in my sister's exact voice they heard, Hello? I want to explain just a few things. The delay in the echo was long. There wasn't really anything reflective in the house that noise would have bounced off of that could have really merited an echo of my sister's voice. And lastly, the echo response was not exactly the same as my sister said, as it was in a question, and the echo seemed more of like a declaration. I was home alone last night. There was no TVs on. I have a nine-year-old Westie dog who is laying on the other side of my bed. I was reading an interesting book about medieval times when I heard a female voice say, Hello? I jumped up and looked around the room. There was no one. I looked at my phone, and there was nothing different about it. Then the voice spoke to me and said, I am not a dog. I am a severely deformed human. I said, what the fuck? I got creeped out and turned my phone off, thinking it must have been coming from my phone. The voice then said it was biologically grown technology. I looked at my dog, and it was staring straight at me, not moving. I quickly put on my shoes and sped walked out of the house. I walked around the town for a few hours, then returned home. When I got back, the dog was acting normal and said no more. Could it be alien technology? The voice was soothing, and I didn't recognize it. In 2004, I started to experience sleep paralysis. At first, it was about one time a week, but it increased about three to four times a week. I didn't have visual hallucinations, but I experienced auditory hallucinations that sounded like an orchestra tuning up. Whenever I started to wake up, I became aware of what was happening and would lay in hours in fear. I would look at the clock and then I would see that it was always 3.15 a.m., which I always knew that there was some of a witching hour at 3 a.m. This went on for months and eventually I just wasn't scared anymore when I would wake up. About a year after this, we moved to a new home and I was so relieved because the dreams stopped at first. After a few weeks, I began waking up at 3.15 again 
and then I would have sleep paralysis. Then I would have the most terrifying experience of my life. I woke up to an oddly dark room. The window where moonlight would shine through was pitch black. I realized at that point that I was paralyzed. Eventually, I started to feel my body go back to sleep, but as I lay there on the bed on my back, the bedroom door, which was somewhat ajar, flew open and then it slammed shut. I screamed and sat up and at that point my nose started to bleed. My mother came in and asked why was my nose bleeding and why the door had slammed. I wasn't even able to answer her. All I knew was I looked over at the clock and it was 3.18 a.m. When I was in my mid-twenties, I was working at a Walmart in Rockwall, Texas. I was the pet department manager. When we saw a customer in the apartment, we were supposed to greet them and ask if they needed help. I was feeding the hamsters when I noticed someone in the cat food section. So I went to them and did the spiel. Without a word, they turned to me. At first they looked like a normal 50-something man. Then they bared their teeth. Every tooth was pointed. Also, their eyes were completely yellow like wolves' eyes. Without a word, they let out a long, guttural growl. It was so spooky, I just turned around and briskly walked to another part of the store. When I returned, he was gone. That was 30 years ago, and it still gives me chills today when I retell it. So I thought I'd share some of my ghost stories growing up. My grandfather died a year before I was born, and my grandmother remarried a year later. My parents moved into the house that my grandfather had built. When I was newborn, my brother, who was three years old, then saw a shadow of a man wearing a trench coat and a fedora leaning over my crib. That is the standard outfit my grandfather wore. All through my childhood, we had odd experiences. Lots of bumps and scraping. Once, my entire family was gathered around the TV watching a wonderful world of Disney Sunday night after church. My father played violin and kept it under his bed when it was not in use. Suddenly, we heard a string of notes being played upstairs. Even our dog perked up his ears and looked at the staircase. When we went to investigate, the violin was still under the bed in its case. When I was eight, the fun was to have gerbils. Our friends would bring theirs over and we would crinkle up the big room rug and make tunnels for them to go through. My parents had went to the store and we had been given strict instructions never to go upstairs, which was their bedroom in my father's den. Suddenly, we heard a loud scrape across the floor above our heads. Being the brave kids, the five of us, me, my brother, John, Kitty, Tom, King, and Bob, we grabbed the steak knives from the kitchen drawer and started up the narrow stairs to investigate. We were almost to the upstairs landing when we heard my parents' car pull into the driveway. We all ran down the stairs quickly with the knives. And we had just gotten to the bottom when my mom burst through the door yelling, I told you kids not to go into our room upstairs. My brother said we didn't, which technically was true. We hadn't been to the top of their room yet. My mom said, well, if you weren't up there, then who was looking out of the window when we pulled into the drive? The window in question was way into my father's den. So she could not have seen us on the stairs. Maybe it was my grandfather waiting for them to come home. I live alone in my grandparents' old house in the Miraflores district in Lima, Peru, and sleep in my grandmother's room. 
while an aunt and uncle live in the other isolated parts of the house. The house is kind of abandoned, and the family has drifted apart since my grandma died. When I first moved in here three years ago, I had some scares at night. Sometimes, I felt someone was watching me from the window, even though no one was there. The house is inside a quinta. It is a group of houses that share a hallway into the street, and my room has a window to this hallway. I would feel this awake while I read in bed, or would wake up suddenly in the middle of the night with the certainty that someone was on the window. On other nights, in the exact moment I was falling asleep, I felt voices and presences around me, and it was scary and uncomfortable. As these sensations were common, I brought two amulets people that loved me had given me and placed them on the bed. Then it largely subsided. It could have been my body reacting to a new place, but the change was sudden when I brought the amulets. Fast forward to four months ago, I was trying to shut my mind and fall asleep with, the fa with my face to the wall when I felt a presence behind me, and it felt like it was extending, extending its hand to touch me. This feeling of movement jolted me alert. Then the voice, a feminine but deep and raspy voice saying, Rebecca, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. I got terrified and don't remember how I reacted. I just remember calling my brother and telling him the story and reading with the lights up until I fell asleep. That same weekend in my parents' house, a mirror that had been hanging in the first floor bathroom since the house was built broke in the weirdest way. An uncle that lives far away had come to visit and stay in the house, and we went out for breakfast. As we went out, the mirror was whole. I combed my hair in there, and it was fine. It was not possible that it had simply fallen off its perch, nor that it had slid it down sideways because of the wind, even though the bathroom window was small and it was closed. It was not possible because the shower was quite far away from where their mirror was perched. That same day, they called a priest so that they would bless the house and me since I told him my story. We've had weird things happening in the house before, and blessings by priests, but nothing as strong as this. I think that someone has cursed me somehow. I think that because the voice knew my name. If you would like for us to read one of your stories, you can send them to I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe, rate, and review us. Send us a picture of your review to our email address with your physical mailing address, and we will mail you some stickers. Bye. Bye.